Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the CHB Sports Podcast where this week we will be making our picks for the upcoming NFL games, a couple of the um, college football games this weekend, and also my pick for the winner of the NASCAR Cup Series playoff race at the Rogue at Charlotte. So this week we'll just jump right into it. Our first game on top, we'll start with college football. Our first game on top is between the number 15 ranked Coastal Carolina Chanticleers traveling to play the Arkansas State Redwoods. Uh, the Chanticleers enter this game at 5-0, and um, and the Redwoods enter at 1-4. and The um, Coastal Carolina has really just kind of carried over where they were last year, playing really well and um, being in the top 25. Arkansas State's kind of struggled. Um, they haven't played too well. But, um, yeah, this, this is a pretty simple, easy pick. I'm going to pick the Shana Clears to run away with this one. The over-under is 73 in Coastal's favor by 20. So this this shouldn't be too competitive, but who knows. Our next game, uh, staying in the state of South Carolina, is the South Carolina Gamecocks traveling to play the Tennessee Volunteers. Both teams enter this game at 3-2. and two. South Carolina comes in with a closer than it should have been win over Troy, and Tennessee comes in after demolishing the Missouri Tigers last week. So should be interesting for a little bit. I think Tennessee will probably eventually run away with this one as their offense is a lot more high firepower than South Carolina's is, who struggled to score. South Carolina's defense might make it a little competitive as they've been really good at forcing turnovers this season. and um, But unless the defense itself scores the touchdown. I'm not too confident in South Carolina's ability to move the ball, but who knows? Tennessee comes into this one favored by 10.5, and and I wouldn't be surprised if they cover that spread against the Gamecocks. Our next game on tap, as we get into our first big matchup um, where college game day is, is the number six Oklahoma Sooners at 5-0, coming to face the number 21 Texas Longhorns, who are 4-1. This game, I think, could be close. <clears throat> it should, it will. Tennessee and Oklahoma always tend to be close, so they should play uh, pretty competitive in the Red River rivalry this week. But Oklahoma's coming in this season. Their uh, Spencer Rattler, their quarterback, is not looking too hot. He was projected to be an early Heisman frontrunner in the preseason. Oklahoma struggled against Tulane, only winning 40-35. Struggled against Nebraska, only winning 23-16. Struggled against Western Virginia, only winning 16-13. And against uh, Kansas State last week, winning 37-31. And their only other game was against, I believe, Western Carolina, where they won 76-0. So Oklahoma's not looked too hot for that 5-0 record and number 6 spot in the rankings. They've actually dropped. I believe they were number 2 in the preseason polls. Texas comes in 4-1. and one. They've played an okay schedule. Their only loss was to um, Arkansas a few weeks back. But I think this will be close. It's tough to pick. Oklahoma is favored by 3, but I actually think the Texas Longhorns should win this one. I just don't have a lot of faith in Oklahoma. With on either side of the ball, they've struggled defensively, they've struggled offensively, and I think this game's always close. I think this could be the year that Texas takes down Oklahoma once again. 
Um, up next, we have the number 13 Arkansas Razorbacks coming in to face the number 17 Old Miss Rebels. Arkansas comes into this one 4-1, Old Miss at 3-1. Arkansas is coming off a shelling last week against that really tough Georgia defense, losing 37-0 after their big wins over Texas and Texas A&M. So they're looking to rebound. Uh, Old Miss is looking to rebound after their only loss of the season in uh, 42-21 last week against uh, number one Alabama. And this this is another tough one. Um, as previously mentioned, Arkansas this season has wins over number 15 Texas and number seven Texas A&M, but Texas A&M probably shouldn't have been ranked that high. Um, and without their starting quarterback, they really struggled. I believe they're out of the top 45 now. And um, um, Old Miss previously defeated number 11, Indiana. Old Miss has a very high-powered offense. Their defense kind of struggles, but I think their offense is certainly higher firepower than uh, Arkansas's is. And <laughs> Old Miss is favored by five and a half with an over-under of 66.5 points. I'm going to roll with the Rebels in this one. I think Old Miss will take this one. I just I don't know what to think of Arkansas after last week. I mean, I didn't really expect them to beat Georgia, but to not score any points is, I mean, even South Carolina scored 13 against Georgia. So it's, it's just tough to pick Arkansas, but I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do win this one. Speaking of the Georgia Bulldogs, we'll roll into the next one where the number two Georgia Bulldogs are uh, going on the road to face number 18 Auburn Tigers. Georgia enters this one at 5-0 and and Auburn at 4-1. and Both these offenses are averaging over 40 points a game with Georgia averaging 41 and uh, Auburn averaging 40. The big difference is Auburn allows about 16.2 points a game and Georgia allows 4.6 points a game, only allowing 23 total points this season. That Georgia defense is arguably, I think, in my opinion, I think they're the best defense in the country. I think they should easily take care of business here against Auburn. Uh, UGA is favored by 15 and a half, with an over, over under 46 and a half points. I think whether JT, Dan I'm not sure whether JT Daniels is back or Stetson Bennett starts again, I think Georgia should easily take care of business this one and win big against Auburn on the road. Our next game. Arguably should be game of the week in a lot of people's minds, if not college game, is number four Penn State Nittany Lions coming into town to face the number three Iowa Hawkeyes. Both teams entering this one at 5-0. and um, Both teams have pretty good offenses and really strong defenses, um, allow, allowing only 12 points a game or fewer by both teams. Penn State allows 12 points a game, Iowa allows. Allows 11.6. Both of them, as previously mentioned, are 5-0 entering this one. Penn State has wins over number 22, Auburn 28-20, despite horrible officiating in that game by the SEC crews. And they have a win, I believe, opening week against number 12, Wisconsin 16-10. Iowa has wins over number 9, Iowa State 27-17, and a win over number 17, Indiana 34-6. So it's kind of even on both sides once – Interesting stat that I noticed was that Penn, four of Penn State's five wins this season were at home. They only have one game. This is only their second road game of the season. So that could play a factor in how Penn State plays. But this is a really tough game to pick. But I think 
I'm going to go with Penn State. I just have, from experience, have, I think they play better in bigger games like this than I've seen Iowa play. And no disrespect to Iowa, they could easily win this one. It should be very close, but I think I would go roll with Penn State in this one. And our um, final game of our college football slate for this week is the LSU Tigers at 3-2. and two coming to face the number 16 Kentucky Wildcats, who are actually 5-0 and this season, coming off a big win last week against number 10 Florida at home, 20-13. LSU also is um, coming off a tough loss last week to number 22 Auburn, 24-19. So this game, Kentucky is a lot better this season than I honestly thought they were in the preseason polls. More power to them. This game, I think, could be close. I think Kentucky should win this game. If they don't, they, that would be a big letdown coming off that win against Florida. I just don't really know what to think of this LSU team. I mean, well, since the national championship, they've kind of just been mediocre. And I, I just can't bring myself to pick them. I think Kentucky should win this one. And um, we'll see how, um, how this game goes on Saturday. So, transitioning from that, from our college games, now we will um, go into the NFL, where we will pick up with tonight's Thursday night football game between the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams enter this game at 3-1, and one, coming off a big loss, 37-20 to uh, the Cardinals, their division rival. Not, not expected, I don't think, in a lot of people's minds. I thought that game would have been highly competitive, and I honestly would have thought the Rams would won. They were... Very in a lot of people's minds, the Super Bowl favorites at this point, coming off of coming off two weeks ago, a big win over the defending Super Bowl champion and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Cardinals, while undefeated, and Kyler Murray playing an MVP level, just a lot of people were still sleeping on that team, and I think a lot of people thought the Rams would win and were shocked when they just got their butts handed to them by the Cardinals. The Seahawks come to this one at 2-2 two and two with a off a win against San Francisco 28-21. That game, they played half against Jimmy Garoppolo and half against Trey Lance as Jimmy Garoppolo exited the game with a concussion, and Trey Lance got his first, as mentioned on Tuesday, got his first real substantial NFL action of the season besides a few snaps here and there in the first couple weeks. The Rams are favored by 2.5 in this game. These divisional games can always go either way. It's F. Plays into Seattle's favor playing this one at home. But I think I'm going to roll with the Rams in this one to bounce back off that loss to Arizona and come back firing and win this one and move to 4 1 on the season. Our next game, going into the 1 o'clock slate of uh, NFL games, we have the Packers at 3 1 going to face the Cincinnati Bengals at 3 1. What a season for the Bengals so far. Really overachieving to be at 3 1 at this point. I don't think a lot of people, especially not me, expected them to have such a good record at this point. The offenses look pretty solid. The defenses look pretty solid. They they faced adversity last week. They were down 14-0 against Trevor Lawrence and the Jackson, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday Night Football, and they bounced back to outscore them 21-7 in the second half and win that game 24-21. The Packers also are kind of a story of bounce back after that. Horrible 38-3 loss to the New Orleans Saints in um, actually in Jacksonville uh, in week one after the hurricane in New Orleans. And the Packers have bounced back with three straight wins. The Detroit win was expected. 
the uh, San Francisco win was really tough. Came down to the last minute, last 37 seconds, if you will. They were able to pull that one out. And then last week being the Steelers pretty convincingly, um, 27-17 at home. So being in Cincinnati, I think this game could be – it's going to be a lot closer than I think a lot of people would imagine in the preseason. Um, both at 3-1, and one, the Packers are favored by 3, but – uh, it's just too tough to pick against Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers will win this one and move to 4-1. and one, But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a very close game or the Bengals even pull this one away from the Packers. Our next game is between the Jets uh, and the Falcons. Both of these teams are 1-3. and three. What a week for the Jets coming off that overtime win over the Tennessee Titans, 27-24 last week. And the Falcons coming off a tough, Back and forth game with Washington eventually losing 34 to 30. This game's another one tough to pick. I don't think either of these two teams are anything to write home about. Neither of them are very good, obviously, displayed in their one and three records. But I think the Falcons' offense is a lot more reliable than the Jets' offense is. It's been a rough start to the rookie campaign for Jets QB Zach Wilson. And I think this could be another. This is another winnable game for the Jets to try and bounce back. and Well, not really bounce back, but keep it rolling and get two consecutive wins here. But I think I'm just going to have to go with the Falcons here. They're, they're a more reliable pick. And this I wouldn't be surprised if this was more of a low-scoring game, but I think the Falcons should pull this one out. Our next game we have is between the Lions and the Vikings, an NFC North battle. The Vikings are 1-3, but man, have they played some games. Coming last week off a tough slugfest of the game with the Cleveland Browns only losing 14-7. They played really well with the Seahawks. And the Vikings have been a really tough team this season. I think they could easily be 3-1 and one instead of 1-3, and three, but the balls have just not bounced their way. The Lions are 0-4, and, and nothing is going right for the Lions. Like, if, if you can't win last game against the Bears – with how the Jared Goff and the offense has been solid, but they just sometimes just struggle too much with turnovers or just failing to turning it over on downs like they've lost. I think they had last week two long sustained drives that ended in turnover on downs or turnover. So I think this game could be another close one. Hope depends on if the Vikings offense comes to play and scores more than seven points as they did against Cleveland. Though Cleveland has a very good defense last week. Minnesota's favored by nine and a half at this point in this game. I think I'm going to roll with the Vikings. It's been a tough go for the Lions, but I think they'll drop to 0-5 after this one. Our next game is between the 3-1 Broncos and the 1-3 Steelers. The line on this one is actually even at the moment. And the Broncos got a tough wake-up call last week after their first three wins were against teams with a combined record 0-9 going into last week. I think at least two of the three of them won last week, though, the Jets and the Giants. But this Broncos team is struggling. I think um, – I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater's going to be back for this one. That could be a big deciding factor in their chances. Steelers have had a rough go at it, losing to the Packers last week and the Bengals the week before, dropping to one and three. The Broncos last week lost to Baltimore 23-7. I'm going to have to go with the Steelers in this one. I think the Steelers – will probably bounce back. I I don't know who's going to – I don't really have a lot of faith in the Broncos, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater 
or Drew Locke back there playing quarterback. But I wouldn't entirely be surprised if the Broncos win this one. But it's just, I don't think the Steelers are just going to be run over that easily. The Steelers at 1-4 and four would be very surprising to me. <clears throat> Our next game on tap is between the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Buccaneers. The Bucks are favored by 10 in this one. The Dolphins are 1-3. and three, The Bucks are 3-1. and one. The Dolphins are coming off that rough loss to the Colts, 27-17. And I believe that they'll still be without their starting quarterback in Tua this week. Jacoby Brissett has looked okay starting. He's looked reliable. He's looked serviceable, I should say. But this is the defending champion Super Bowl Buccaneers we're talking about. They're playing this week, coming off a tough, gritty win against the Patriots in the rain, 19-17 on Sunday football last weekend. As we talked on Tuesday, the arguably the most overhyped game of the season with Brady returning to Foxborough. I think the Buccaneers will keep it rolling in this one and should easily beat the Miami Dolphins in this one, a team that Brady has a lot of experience against in his career. Our next game is between the Saints at 2-2 two and the two and Washington football team at 2-2. Two and two. The Saints at the moment are favored by two in this one. They're coming off a ch- choke job. Last week, up 21 to 21 to 11 or something, I believe. They blew a uh, big lead with seven minutes to go in this game, letting the Giants creep into overtime and then eventually losing the game in overtime. So we'll see if they bounce back. The Saints have just been an every-other-week kind of team. One week they play well, then they play bad. The next week they play well, the next week they play bad. So we'll see if that trend continues, as this should be an up week for them if – they keep that going. Washington, someone that I thought would be a lot better at this point in the season in the preseason predictions, their defense, which was their strong suit last season being so good, has struggled. They're averaging just over 30 points a game allowed by that defense. And they're coming off that win against Atlanta 34 to 30. But I think this is another tough game to pick. I think I'm going to roll with the Saints in this one. I just think they've showed more fight this season than the Washington has, and I'm really concerned about the Washington defense because I thought they would be very solid once again this season, but they have not shown that to this point. Our next game is between the Eagles and the Panthers. The Eagles are probably one of the better teams that have a one and three record at this point. They've played some pretty tough football, but it just has not gone their way, especially Last week against Kansas City, that Kansas City Chiefs defense is bad, and the Eagles showed that, scoring 30 points and having like 461 yards of total offense against them. But that it's tough to stop that Chiefs offense right back. So the Eagles weren't able to pull that one out, eventually losing 42 to 30. The Panthers are a lot. I keep, I know I keep saying this, but the Panthers are a lot better than I thought they would be. At three and one, and they've looked really good on both sides of the ball whether it's with Christian McCaffrey or not. They played Dallas very tough last week, and Dallas is Dallas, and we know how that typically goes, but they've played a tough schedule, and they've played – the Cowboys have played a tough schedule, and they've played really well, and the Panthers played them very tough. So I think the Panthers should win this game, but the Eagles have been a tougher opponent. I think this game could be close, as the Panthers are only favored by three, so I think they're – Vegas also thinks this game will be close. But I think the Panthers will win this one. 
And man, what a start it would be for this fan in Carolina going four and one, especially after acquiring Stefan Gilmore this week from the Patriots. Our next game is between the Tennessee Titans at two and two and the Jacksonville Jaguars at 0 and four. And man, what a game this is. The Jaguars are just bad. Urban Myers questionable with in the media and as a coach so far in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence has not looked very good as a rookie so far, turning the football over a lot. And um, but I mean, not much can, positive can be said about the Titans coming off that last week overtime loss to the Jets, where they probably should have tied, but they missed a field goal late. Jacksonville blew a 14-0 halftime lead to lose to the Bengals. So I thought the Titans would be a lot better at this point. They probably will get a lot better as they get A.J. Brown and Julio Jones back in the lineup. But they're another one of those teams like the Saints where either they play or they don't, and it's tough to pick them. But I'm not going to pick the Jaguars until the Jaguars give me a reason to pick the Jaguars. So I think the Titans should win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans win this one. By a decent margin. Our last game of the one o'clock slate is between this week is the Patriots and the Texans. Both these teams at one and three. New England's coming off a tough loss on Sunday Night Football at home to the Bucks, nineteen seventeen. They had a very, they were very competitive in that game. Had a shot to win it. Nick Foles kicked just barely banged off a left upright at the end of that one to eventually lose. But Mac Jones looked very good. I think, believe he set a Patriots record or tied record with like 19 straight completions and had, he's looked very good this season. Not so great in week three, but other than that, he's looked very well. He's a, on my list, is high up there for a rookie of the year candidate. He's definitely been the best of the um, four rookie quarterbacks picked in the top 15 this uh, season, I believe. And the Texans are struggling. They looked really good in week one. And they played the Browns tough with Tyra Taylor, but Tyra Taylor is still injured and out. David, the rookie David Mills has been playing quarterback, and I I don't think David Mills is going to provide enough for the Texans to win this one. I think the Patriots win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots win this one big. Patriots are favored by nine, and I'm going to roll with the Patriots in this one to get back to two and three. Our first uh, game on the four o'clock slate between the 2-2 two and two Bears and the 3-1 and one Raiders. The Bears are coming off a win last week against Detroit 24-14 in Justin Fields' first start. He's going to be starting again. This week he's been declared the Bears starter. And this Bears offense is tough to pick. I think they should be okay if, Dave, if they keep giving David Montgomery the ball and he's effective as he was last week. I don't know how – I don't think Fields will be very effective as a passer. The Raiders are a lot better offense. They did not perform so great against the Chargers on Monday Night Football, but I think they should come back into it and be a, be ready to rebound from that. They're coming off a 28-14 loss to the Chargers, and I think the Raiders will be a very surprising team. I think they'll win this one and be 4-1, and I do not think – that a lot of people would have the Raiders at 4-1. Certainly not me at this point. The Raiders are also favored by 5.5 in this game right now. Our next game is between the 3-1 Cleveland Browns and the 3-1 Los Angeles Chargers. This game should be entertaining. The Browns have a very good defense, but Baker Mayfield and the offense looked bad last week, and they have not looked overly great this season. The Chargers have looked 
really good on both sides of the ball, coming off back-to-back wins against AFC West opponents in the Chiefs and the Raiders. They're favored by two in this one. As just mentioned, they won- they beat the Raiders 28-14 last week. The Browns struggled to beat the Vikings 14-7 last week. I think the Browns' defense can keep this one close and keep them in the game, but I don't know if Baker Mayfield and that offense will get enough to beat the Chargers and Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense. I think the Chargers will win in this one. Hopefully the Browns can get their stuff figured out as they were one of the AFC one of the favorites to win the AFC this season. We'll see how that goes. It's not looking great at the moment, but they are still three and one. But I think they'll drop to three and two with a loss this week to the Chargers. Our next game is between the Giants and the Cowboys with Opposite records here, the Giants at 1-3 and the Cowboys at 3-1. The Giants are coming off an overtime victory over the Saints 27-21 last week. And what a big win that was for them as they have a tough, tough schedule upcoming. The Cowboys are also coming off a tough win against the Panthers 38-28. They're favored by 7 in this one. The Cowboys offense has looked great this season. They've they've impressed me. They've looked a lot more competitive than I thought they would. They played the They've played everyone tough. The Buc- even their only loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they played really tough and had a shot to win that at the end. They just left Brady a little too much time on the clock. But I think the Cowboys should win this. I don't think this one's going to be closed out. It's fair by seven. I think they should win by easily cover that spread and win by more. But for Cowboys fans, this is a touchy subject. But you might want to keep those Giants defenders away from Dak Prescott in this one. Um, our next game and our last of the full box slate is another NFC West battle from the Thursday night game is the 49ers traveling to Arizona to face the Cardinals, who are your only undefeated team remaining in the NFL this season. The 49ers are expected to start Trey Lance this week, as I guess Jimmy Garoppolo is still either in the concussion protocol or they're finally able to transition away from Garoppolo and maybe looking at Lance more. They're coming off a loss to Seattle, 28-21. Lance looked pretty good in the second half of that one when he played, but he didn't overly impress me with the passing yards and only 50% complete these passes. I think this is a tough way to get your first start, throwing in against a tough Cardinals defense. Well, they're they're not that tough in yards allowed, but they're, they're very stingy when it comes to points allowed. But we'll see how Lance does. Hopefully he can have a good first start and give the 49ers some hope as they look to move away from Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been on and off this season. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, I think the Cardinals win this one. They, once, as previously mentioned, come off that big win against the Rams, 37-20 last week, and I think they will keep it rolling this week and move to 5-0. and oh, What a start for the Cardinals fans. As we move into Sunday night football between the Bills and the Chiefs this week, this is a rematch of last year's AFC Divisional Round where the um, Chiefs and the Bills – I think the Chiefs the – Chief, I know the Chiefs won. I don't think it was particularly close. But the Bills come into this one at 3-1. The Chiefs are very surprising at 2-2 two two with losses to Baltimore and the Chargers. That Kansas City defense is not looking good this season. They let the Eagles score 30 points on them last week. It's just their offense is so high-powered and – high-flying with Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey, and not to mention they're adding Josh Gordon to the starting lineup this week. So we'll see how that works out. I think 
That Chiefs offense is great. That Chiefs offense is me- that Chiefs defense, sorry, is mediocre at best. The Bills in this one are coming off blanking the Texans 40 to 0 last week. They have bounced back really well after that opening week loss to the Steelers, which is looking more and more embarrassing by the week at this point. Um, but the, te- the Bills defense is really settled in. They've looked very good. I believe they're only allowing 11 points a game so far, and their offense is starting to get in gear. The running game was very effective last week. Josh Allen has not overly impressed me, but he still looked good this season. Um, I This is a very tough game to pick, but I think the Bills will win this one. I think their defense will do enough to slow down the Chiefs' offense where they can outscore them, and I don't think they should have much of a problem scoring on this Kansas City defense unless they are vastly improved of what they have been in the first four weeks. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half in this one, actually, but this game is pretty much, as far as I've seen, split down the middle. I think believe last I saw it was 52, 52% to 48% Chiefs, but I think the Bills will win this one on Sunday Night Football. As we look into our last week, of the our last game of the NFL week and Monday Night Football, what a lackluster game this is between the one and three Colts and the three and one Ravens. Colts coming off a 28-17 win over the Dolphins. The Ravens won 23-7 over Denver last week. Baltimore stayed by seven. I think Baltimore wins this easy. I want they should cover the spread and win by more. Honestly, Wentz could if Wentz continues to look good. He's looked all right when he's not getting injured. That is. He could make it a little closer, but if the Ravens should not lose this game. If they lose this game, that would be bad for them. And our last week, the last thing of the week that I want to talk about is the NASCAR Cup Series playoff race. The last race in the round of 12 at um, the Charlotte Roval this weekend. Denny Hamlin is the only driver that's confirmed and locked into the uh, round of eight as he won previously in the round. Um, Bubba Wallace won at Talladega, who's a non-playoff driver. And several playoff drivers, as we talked about on Tuesday, had issues on Tuesday. Kyle Larson is still our regular season champion. It's still looking good. 22 points to the good. He has the most points to the good besides Hamlin, who's locked in. And he's looked very good on road courses this week. Um, this season, sorry. Um, I think Larson's very good. Christopher Bell could provide some threat on road course, as he won uh, previously at the Daytona road course at the start of the season. But I this is a little tough to pick. I think it's between Larson and Chase Elliott. But I'd be crazy if I think Chase Elliott will win this race and move on to the next round. We'll see if Kevin Harvick can overcome being just outside the eight right now, just nine points the good um nine points out right now. Um, Kyle Busch is only nine points the good. Elliott's only nine points the good. But I think he if he doesn't win, he'll. Still run very well, at, uh, as he always does at the road courses. He's won the last two road races. I, w- I think he'll make it three, if it's not Larson. I think it'll be between Elliott and Larson, as long as they're not there's not too many mistakes or they're not involved in an accident. But it'll be interesting to see who makes it to the uh, round of eight next week. And um, should be an exciting week of football. But once again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Um, if you're a first-time listener uh, or coming back for the last episode, please um, let me know how I can get better or anything like that. And I hope y'all all have a great rest of your week, and we should be back Tuesday recapping the week again. But thank you once again for listening, and 
This has been CHP Sports.